Hey everyone, welcome back to the Broken Record Podcast with Layla. Actually, I've interviewed him a couple times, but I've never actually interviewed him as anything other than an entertainer. Actor, etc, etc. Mm-hmm. Industry guard. Sorry guys, I was actually choking. <laughs> we hadn't heard from you in years. Mm-hmm. She calls herself a professional Vanessa. We'll find out what that means. <laughs> Welcome to the Broken Record Podcast. My name is Layla Johnson Salami. You're going to enjoy this. Hey everyone, welcome to the Broken Record Podcast with Layla. I was doing some stupid shit before I started this, so I think I started on a bit of a high, but I'm so excited because I have one of my favorite tweeters ever, and also a very necessary, necessary, necessary feminist in the Federal Republic of Nigeria, and the only way to describe her stance is as necessary, because Every community needs an Aussie Atomi, and the Broken Record podcast has Aussie Atomi here today. Hi. Thank you for having me. How are you? Thank you for being here. It's so good. It's so, so good to have you, actually. I've thank always you, wanted you, us you. to have this conversation because I, I know feel like... I'm ready to have it. Thank you. Because you have the <laughs> views that I'm always scared to put out. So I'm always kind of like, I'll tweet something. Okay, you get to your number of characters, and you're like... Trust me, I delete stuff too, man. Aussie basically tweets what I want to tweet. So I I delete stuff too, man. I just I'm I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no need, there's no need for this today. (laughs) But you are a voice for more Nigerian women than you probably even know, and I probably even know because what your tweets do and what your platform on Twitter does is it curates a entire new scene for Nigeria where we can say that no, just because we're women doesn't mean we're going to stand for this shit. Just because we're women doesn't mean we're going to continue to go through years of accepting the cultural bias that stops us from speaking on this shit. Whether it's what happens to a woman that turns 30 or what marriage is like or what having a child is like or just dealing with men is like, you are the voice that we need. So I have to start off by saying thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, honestly, I can't I can't explain what you do for me alone, let alone thousands, hundreds of thousands of Nigerian women out there. I mean, I guess I just feel like it's necessary for us to just start breaking that silence, you know, Mm -hmm. like our our mothers didn't like talk about the things they were going through to anyone else sometimes they did talk about it to us right so you'd know like your mom wasn't having like the best time but then you'd see like you know it'd be mother's day and all these people are like you know yeah my mother she really suffered you know she had like five kids and she went to work and she cooked for all of us every day and i'm like yeah but she hated that shit like why don't you know that like why is nobody paying attention to how women feel it's like we praise the oppression that women have had to incur over the years is, you know, the average Nigerian household, you're you're brought up in a way where, and I'm saying the average Nigerian household, so don't go and start taking this personally, you're brought up in a way where your mother plays a more domestic role and your father plays a more formal or informal working role. So what you see is a situation where you don't necessarily see your mother working the way you see your father working. So you're inclined to believe that it's a man's role to provide and it's a woman's whole uh, role not hold role to look after the provision but at the end of the day that is not the case because 
as a woman, and if I'm even to speak for myself, it's like, no, I want to do shit. I want to have a you career. You know, even that, that idea is like a farce, right? Because mm. women have always worked, and African women especially have always worked. Um, and, you know, and a lot of women, what you see when you see, like, what the idea of, like, the man being the head of the house, mm-hmm. you know, it, come, and it's, it comes to down to them controlling the finances. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily mean they made the money. So there's a lot of women that make money and then they give the money to their husbands and then their husbands decide how, you know, how it goes out in the family and all of that yeah. stuff. And there's a lot of people that, you know, a lot of families where, you know, you kind of, like, hide, you know, because it's, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be embarrassing if your, your wife is, like, making more than you or if, yeah. you know, you're providing for your family. But a lot of families, the women are providing just as equally or even more than mm-hmm. men are. Um, but, you know, it's just that traditional head of house dynamic that kind of creates that, you know, thing where people are like, you know, well, the man is a financial head and then the woman is meant to do the domestic stuff. But the woman is doing, she's working and doing the domestic stuff and doing the childcare and doing everything else, you know, and it's just pretty Absolutely. unfair. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, I think beyond even just being unfair, I think it's kind of nonsensical for us to see that as what we believe or see to be the norm because well, we should still aspire to do you understand what i'm saying i'm like okay you have a sister as you're growing up you and your sister both go to school you both go to university get an education and with all of those years your sister spent doing that are you telling me that you look to your sister and think okay yeah you you just go and marry quote unquote go and marry as they call it it's like what the fuck are you actually saying here because i did not go and give blood sweat and tears to an entire skill set only to be freaking undermined and brought down to the level of being nothing other than a quote-unquote housewife. And I even hate the word housewife. Yeah, but then you'd, you'd see, like, in families, that's why you'd find that people are more interested in investing in their sons than in their daughters because they kind of think, you know, yeah, your daughter's going to get mm. older, she's just going to get married, you know, like... So I, I know people where, you know, they'd send the and boys... The carry on they the send the boys name. to school, like to like really good schools and they'd be like oh yeah well she can just go to Unilag because why waste money paying yeah. international fees she's going to get married I mean um, I was on a panel the other day during our social media week with um, I forget her name but she runs the Pearl Foundation where they teach uh, girls to code mm. and she said her biggest challenge is that when she uh, comes into this community she has to actually convince the parents to allow the, and they're not making them pay for anything it's like literally allow us teach your daughters to code because you know, technology has kind of democratized how people can make money. If you have a laptop, you have an internet connection, you could kind of, um, you know, you could, you could, there are different ways for you to make money now if you know how to do certain things on the internet. Mm. And they would have to, and they would be like, no, why do you want to teach our daughters to code, teach our sons to code, teach our, you know, take our boys and then don't worry about the girls, don't worry. And they'd have to like literally talk the, talk the families into, you know, allowing the girls to come to this camp because they don't believe that they don't want, they're not interested in investing in their daughters. It's such a shame. Yeah. It, it makes me, I, I feel like, <clears throat> is it okay? I feel like it's, um, it's such a shame. I feel like it's something that makes me feel physically sick because I look at Nigerian society and I think, where the hell did we start off in order for us to think this way? It's like, Ozzy, just the other day, we all heard about two young men that came out and Instablog described, uh, described, sorry, Instablog described them as lucky rich boys, yeah. right? And they got, they, whew, it's even hard for me to say because it's so painful. It's like, okay, you put something, you spike a girl's drink at the club, a 23-year-old girl, you spiked her drink at the club. 
You took her back to your father's hotel, one of the two guys. You take her up to the room. You rape her. And in raping her, you strip her of her identity and being. The next day, she wakes up and says, no, you rape me. You deny it. She calls no, no, her brother. to record it, first of all. Thank, do you know, like, that's well, even like, the worst what? part. I'm like, what kind Why of fucking conversations it? do you have as two friends that you niggas are sitting like, here we saying, to, we need to watch yo, over. tonight, we're going to rape this girl. And <laughs> guess what? We're going to record it. Like, uh, that's... Even an animal cannot do that. So I don't know what the definition for you is. They are regular, 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 schmegular, regular boys. Okay, boys mm -hmm. do all kinds of crazy stuff. They just don't record it. We just don't see it. Yeah. And a lot, the problem is that when you see situations like this, it's like boys don't hold other boys accountable because these two guys, they could have just gone back to their friends and they could have laughed about this shit. And the guys might be like, oh, hey, that's messed up. And then they'd all just move on and they're still hanging with these boys. I mean, we see it all the time. It happens with, you know, girls coming out and, you know, accusing, you know, guys or, or the other. Like, I mean, on Twitter, it happened mm -hmm. there was a time when these mm -hmm. young girls all came out and they were calling out all these guys saying that they had done stuff to them. And these guys are regular guys who are friends with people that we all know like, and nah that's, and nothing that's has not happened. like xyz do you know what i mean and like it's nothing what? they've not been ostracized from society they didn't go to prison they didn't you know we don't have a justice system um and shaming works to a certain extent right maybe they'd go viral for a few weeks or a few days and people are talking about it and everybody just kind of moves on yeah. and you know their friends are still hanging with them and everybody's still like welcoming them in social circles so it's like it's just very frustrating because, like, what what do you do? Mm -hmm. Like, is nothing works, and and you know, and that just yeah. comes from the fact that people just don't value women. They don't value girls. It's, it's, we get back to the R. Kelly thing. We get back to the. It's all the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. These guys do whatever they want, and they just it's just no consequence for it, and Absolutely. it's frustrating because you just want to hear of you know. I mean, in Nigeria, I think there's been less than five convictions ever or something for rape yeah. in the history of Nigerian judiciary system. And you know what? You have to like wonder, how is that even possible? Thank you. Because you can name ten, you. 10 of your friends that has been molested or raped or assaulted. Absolutely. You know, it's like you heard five convictions. I heard 14 convictions. Facts of the matter is we don't even know how many convictions, but we do know that less than 100 people... Yeah. And I'm not less even, I could literally people. even say 20. Do you understand what I'm saying? So even, if we, even if we said less than 1,000, you know, have been convicted of sexual and domestic violence and gender-based violence as a whole in a country of 200 million people. So you start to think, but when you now put the links together, you realize that no, Nigeria may just be that fucked up and i'll give you I an example domestic tell you violence why. doesn't even exist here what is domestic that? violence doesn't exist because That's even in our laws <laughs> by a certain section of the constitution for the penal code of northern nigeria you have the right to beat your wife as long as it doesn't cause grievous bodily harm mm -hmm. so we're living in an environment that basically says women are toys mm -hmm. women are objects women are there for you to use have sex with a woman Use a woman to do all your domestic shit. Use a woman to give you children. But don't respect that woman. Meanwhile, if we turn to the same religion, <laughs> the same religion that they all fall back on, like, oh, my Christianity or Islam tells me this. You look at Christianity and it's like, even before the Bible even says, wives, submit to your husbands. So at the end of the day, if as a husband, you do not love your wife the way Christ loved the church, 
where the fuck do you come off from thinking you can use religion to say, at the end of the day, my wife must submit to me. I am the head of the house. This is what I would do. Are you so, are you that dumb? Are you that dumb? Like, are you actually that stupid? I don't even Did know what that word. Did they not send you to school? You know, a lot of people try to say, you know, oh, submission doesn't mean that, you know, it doesn't mean like you're under your husband. Well, I, I don't buy all that stuff because if it doesn't mean that, then we don't even have to talk about so it. So then what is the discuss, definition of submission? We don't even have to discuss <laughs> submitting then. Yeah. Um, I mean, personally, to be quite honest with you, I mean, I don't go to church anymore. Mm-hmm. I just can't. I mean, people do so much horrible stuff under the name of religion. I just can't buy into it anymore yeah. because I think it's just quite divisive. And I think that people use it as an excuse to hate. But do you, you think know, that's I, the same way people do horrible stuff under the name of feminism? And then a lot of people go out I there mean, and say, I'm not going to buy into people feminism. Do under the name of femi- what, what horrible things do people do under the name okay, of feminism? Okay, well, what people would see as horrible. Personally, what, I don't see as horrible. What is the... More that like, is like oh, murdering I'm men. going to use my period blood on pancakes because at the end of the they, day, I want they to they force express. people to eat it? No. That's so what's so horrible? I mean, like, I know that people are going to be extreme. There's extreme... People in every mm. movement. Well, my question is, how are they harming anybody? How is how is even yelling men are trash on Twitter harming anyone? Like, are they yes. in pain? Is it causing them to lose their jobs? Is it causing them to, you know, have any grievous bodily harm? No, it's not. It's just a phrase that doesn't affect you in any way. It's just Absolutely. annoying to hear. Maybe if you're a guy, like, no, I'm not trash. Whatever. Yeah. But like men are actually harming well, women yeah. physically. Women are scared to go out. You're, you're, I mean, you get warned from. When you're young, it's like, oh, well, you know, go out in groups. You know, if you're going to the bathroom, mm-hmm. go in packs. They're like, oh, why do girls go to the bathroom together? Because girls are constantly trying to be safe. And we're constantly trying to be safe from men. And, you know, so it's just, it's not like this thing where they say, oh, people are harming. People use religion. I mean, homophobia is a massive, massive, massive mm. um, thing that is like, covered with religion right? pisses it's like, me you know, off because oh, no, it's you know, a western concept believe, you know or my religion doesn't make me believe your religion doesn't make you what treat other people as your western being. religion doesn't make you believe that western homophobia is a problem at the end of the day homophobia is a western concept even if you look at yoruba history we have transvestites look at any history we look have at animals look at plants There's in our history species. thank like, you i'm so over it like thank who cares you. That people want to be it, together it pisses me off because i'm kind of just like okay i'm a christian and i will never deny my christianity and for me it's like christianity for me is more of a who was jesus christ right and what did he stand for and what did he believe in and what did he do anything beyond that i don't give a fuck do you get what i'm saying yeah but you know i just and I think uh, a lot of Nigerians mix up what the Bible says or like religion with their culture and their mm-hmm. tradition. And it's all become one, right? Because people mm-hmm. are like, you know, well, we don't do this here. And I'm, or like, you know, a Christian is not meant to. And I'm like, no, that's probably like your village told you mm-hmm. that you're not meant to do this. Or you guys <laughs> yeah. don't do this growing up. But like, who cares, you know? And when, so I just, personally, I just get really fucked off by mm-hmm. um, homophobia. I just hate it. Yeah. You know, I hate people discriminating against people because of who they are, mm. you know, and I just um, think that Nigeria has such a harmful, very toxic traditions and toxic cultures that we need to let go of. Absolutely. And, you know, that's what's rooted in sexism. That's what's rooted in oppressing other people. Um, and, you know, I'm just kind of over it. Like, it, and it just it's really boring at this point. It's like how how um, determined are you not to grow as a person Absolutely. that you don't want to even listen. It's like, you know, no, we don't, you people are coming with your Western ideas and it's spoiling the whole world. I'm like, what are you talking about? These people that brought this religion to you have moved on. Yeah. And you're still holding on so tight to it. Like you're the one that yeah. owns the shit and you don't. And, people and it's are demonizing so, yeah. like, 
traditional religions and demonizing so many things that I'm just, you know, it's just kind of boring. Yeah. Where'd me. you get off from, really? You yeah. know, I, I feel like so many people have a certain moral standard that they don't follow, you know? And I mean, okay, yeah, we have artists that speak about it. Files put out a song called Hypocrite where he said everybody's a motherfucking hypocrite, but Files also said something that... Files. Yes, I know, you know? Because <laughs> he also said something that even for me made me think, but Falari, no, that's not the case. And I mean... You know, before this even came out on social media, and we're about to speak about transactional sex, right? Mm -hmm. Before this even came out on social media, Files and I had discussed his views on this prior to it. I, I always knew his standpoint. And what pained me is that for Files, right? Mm -hmm. For him, what it is is that, look... I'm an artist. I'm passionate about certain things and there's certain things that I hate. Mm -hmm. His hate for that, what he calls, or that culture is more personal, I believe, than attacking to a public realm. So what was your standpoint on that? I mean, listen... You know, you know what? Let's talk about Ron's girls, right? That's mm. that's basically what it is, right? Because that's, I mean, when he's talking about uh, transactional sex, he's not talking about, you know, he's not talking about the transaction, right? So he's not talking about the fact that a lot of people, a lot of young girls get trafficked for sex. A lot mm -hmm. of people are willing to pay really high prices for like a virgin and all kinds of kinks that people have. You know, what he's really talking about um, is women who are actually profiting off. Yeah. Um, sleeping with guys for yeah. money, right? Who are actually, you know, some guy is buying you like a flat in Banana Island, some guy is buying you like, you know, the newest New Range Rover or whatever. Yeah. And people need to address why are you so why are you pissed off about that? Because if you were if you actually cared, first of all, about you know the the entire issue of sex work, for example, you actually would um, be in support of people legalizing sex work. Because if it was legal, it would make it a lot safer for a lot of women. Yeah. Because these people are being, I mean, let's talk, you, you know, there's the part that's glorified, which is, you know, oh, run, babes, you guys make money, this, that, and the third. But, like, there's people who are, you know, risking their lives on the streets. They are working for these pimps mm -hmm. who are taking all the money. There's these girls getting trafficked to Italy saying, we'll take you to have a good life. And then, they, you know, they find out that they're, you know, become sex slaves, essentially. Exactly. And, and in all of this, like, all these different circles and all these different types of um, sex work, there is a transaction being made, which is not really dependent on, which is not really dependent on the woman, right? It's like these men are out here paying or willing to pay for all these people that are risking their lives and all these girls who are being enslaved and all this stuff. And they don't care yeah. because they just want to pay for sex. And I find it hypocritical if you're not going to criticize the men who are paying for sex or addressing the fact that this thing exists because men are willing to pay other men to capture girls and, you know, capture some young 15-year-old girl and bring her as my sex slave. Yeah. But then you want to talk about the women who, you know, okay, that one person who decides on her own, you know what, I'm actually going to do this shit for money. I'm actually going to tax yeah. guys for what whatever it is that they want me to do. And they're actually making, quote-unquote, a profit off of it or they're making some kind of money off of it. Why does that bother you? Absolutely. And this is what gets me because when I look at it, right, I'm like, okay, you go out at night, let's say an Aussie or a Layla decides that, you know what, tonight I'm going to turn up. I'm going to go to XYZ Club in Lagos. I'm driving home from the club and I see a couple women standing on the side of the street 
and they are dressed in what they believe to be a more provocative manner to attract a certain group of men and they do attract that group of men why is this happening in our country at the end of the day if you choose that you want sex as your life that is your choice. Porn stars are out there and it's for a, a reason. It is a fucking it's a job. job. It's a really massive industry. I mean, You're I watched not a documentary selling yourself, on you're Netflix. selling sex. Yeah, I watched a documentary on Netflix the other day and it was about the entire like sex industry and it was following like some sex workers. And it's an amazing documentary and you just see like it's it's a complete industry. Mm-hmm. And they're selling, people want to buy, a lot of people want to buy sex. Mm-hmm. A lot of people want to buy the fantasies, you know, and they're, that's what they're selling. And, you know, I think you just have to divorce yourself from that mindset like, you know, you're, you're selling you but you're commodifying yourself no they're selling sex it's, yeah. it, it is it is an uh it's a service Absolutely. and it's not an easy service to sell either who the hell wants to be sleeping with random strange guys but and not all guys are bad but not I'm all sorry. people are bad but i mean in general the, the culture that allows men to kind of um i mean all men benefit mm-hmm. from sexism that exists in nigeria mm-hmm. right all men benefit from patriarchy i mean even if you don't want to you can't help it you right still because do. You know, you're going to get, you know, certain things that, you know, your sister isn't treated the mm-hmm. same way. Maybe you're allowed time before you have to get married as opposed to the person they're pressuring at like 21 and saying, yeah. you know, why don't you get married? Why don't you get married? You know, and, you know, and, you know, it's even. <sighs> yeah, all guys benefit from patriarchy. I feel you. And, you know, I just feel like, you know, we need and, you know, and the thing about it, this fight is not just for the women. It's not. And I, I hate that it's become like kind of like a gender war war of the sex and i feel like people that say that shit are just trying to deflect from what is really happening because Facts. there are a lot of men who are feminists and there are a lot of men who aren't trying to hold women back and hold who on there's, there's one in the room to... right now <laughs> who's the feminist he, in the room the, the pastor in the room um actor term pastor adeolu adeforasi uh, adeolu are you a feminist you are a feminist. I love you. <laughs> you how how come you're a feminist who led you to become a feminist Uh-huh, there we go. So what's the name of the person that led you there? Uh, was Leila who? John Johnson Salam. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so, no, I mean like we, we, we do need we do need like all the allies, right? Because when mm. you are in the position of power, you are the one that really has the power to change it. And it's gonna come from, you know, how you decide to interact with a woman. It's, it's how you, you know, hold your friend accountable or how you talk to your friends even. Like I've seen I've seen like groups of friends where like, you know, maybe a couple of them have Mm. become more quote unquote woke and they're kind of holding their friends to task and they're Mm. kind of talking about it. It's like, you guys, you can't do this. This is trash or you're not meant to do this or you should, you're not Mm. allowed to treat. Why are you treating? Why are you even talking about it this way? Or, you know, like somebody comes and they're like, yeah, you know, did you fuck? And it's like, we don't have to talk about that. Like, you know, you speak respectfully about the person that I'm with. You know what I mean? And it's just, it's simple. But like, and like I said, I, I was, um, telling someone the other day shaming works because i feel like there's a lot of people who don't want to change and they don't want to really listen and they just maybe they're going to pretend in public that they are changing or they're listening but i i really believe in the effects of shaming people Uh, because we've seen i mean we've seen (laughs) the effects of it like with the oau professor for example you've seen like social media hold institutions or hold certain things accountable and people have to answer i mean even look at this situation with the rape you oh, know, it's come two, from all the noise. Yeah, it's come from all the people that are actually like 
you know, publicly crying yeah. out and putting their names everywhere. How do you feel towards that writing. situation? I mean, it's Wait, horrible. On. Explain it now. I'm coming. I just need to quickly go and pee. I'm coming back. But yeah, explain it. <laughs> I mean, it's horrible. By the time I come back, we don't have that. Part. How do I feel about? I mean, how does anybody feel? about rape rape is like a really horrible thing to talk about it's and i hate and i just hate like the fact that it's nigeria so it's like there's a lot of protocol people don't follow you know i don't know if she you know actually went and got you know the rape kit and got uh, tested after i don't know if there's any actual you know evidence apart from just you know i said she said and i don't believe anything is going to happen more than what has already happened which is just public shaming because uh, yeah, but they're gonna be let go. I mean, but they, yeah, but you can't just put somebody in jail. They still have to go through a trial. They still have to go through. The trial is in March. I don't believe. It. I, I mean, I would love, I would love to believe that something would actually happen. But I've just, I've just seen people, a lot of people get away with shit in Nigeria, like, or people just pay people off and they get out. I really hope they do because it's about time that people get really like scared of doing this stuff. I mean, people get away with anything in Lagos. It's scary. People get away with anything. Like people just like you could kill someone and throw them in off Third Milan Bridge and nothing is gonna happen to you. Who's like what do we have forensics? Like what what is going to happen to anyone? Do we? Really? I just I just the rape. Yeah, yeah, you spoke about Oh, okay, I'm on to another question. Wait, what did you answer again? You said, how did I feel about the rape Oh, case? yeah, yeah. So when when I heard about the story, I was, um, my boyfriend actually sent it to me. And I said, wait, I know one of these guys. I said, wait, is his name Shima? I said, wait, is this the guy? Now, I, I've never known him. Pers- I don't even think I've even met this guy in public. But I do know we've had mutual friends for years because I've heard about him many times. For years. I know what I hate about this type of stuff is that when something like this comes out, they're like, you know, yeah, you know, this guy has always been dodgy or, you know, he's always, oh, I heard that he's done something before. And I'm like, how many times did someone have to do something before you know that, you know what I mean? Like this person mm-hmm. has a problem or like, you know that, okay, this is a person that you shouldn't mm-hmm. be like integrating into society yeah. with you or like bringing around, you know, drunk girls or mm-hmm. whatever the case is. And, and that's what I, it just comes back to is just this thing of holding men accountable. Like men don't hold each other accountable. The way women, women are really harsh judges of other women you know what i mean like women are quick to call another woman out and that's why they say oh why don't women get along it's not that women don't get along it's that women have been taught a certain standard of behavior because we have a higher standard that we are held up Mm -hmm. to and we also learn to hold each other to that standard and i feel like guys don't do that i mean look at like donald trump and it's like you know yeah locker room talk oh they're just you know boys and i'm like what do you mean this is a 70 year old man and you're calling him a boy you You know and that's what that's what always happens like you know people are just boys you know it's just boy talk it's just locker room talk or it's just like you know guy banter i'm like it's not guy banter it it causes it causes it it translates into harm because these guys some people are not bantering Absolutely. Some people are really going to slip some shit in somebody's drink. Some people are going to be like, you know, oh, I took her on a date. How dare she not fuck? What do you mean? That, you know, what does she mean she wants to go? What do you mean you want to stop? You know, how can you say no in the middle? You know, blah, blah, blah. Blue balls. I'm like, what are you talking about? Oh, you can't friend zone me. What the hell is a friend zone? Yeah. It's a friend. Do you know There's no I friend mean? zone. You're my friend. But right? Like, it's like blue balls is painful. Okay. Like as a woman, like, you know, there's certain things that get to me. I'm like, okay, I'm a woman. You guys think that you can just touch and feel me anyhow. And I'm not going to feel, what if I turned around to you and I said to you that, no, sorry, I'm wet. We're going to have sex. What about that? 
What are you going to say then? What are you going to do then? I don't give a damn how painful. In fact, let blue balls be as painful as being kicked in your balls. And I still wouldn't give a damn because that is still not even as bad as period pains. Well, you know, it is, and I think, I feel like maybe guys don't even know how it makes them look or it gives them also, like, puts them under pressure, right? Because you feel like, oh, a guy can always have sex. He mm-hmm. always wants to. Or, like, whenever you're ready, he's, like... And sometimes guys don't even want to either. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, man, I just wanted to watch a damn movie. Yeah. Like, like you know what I mean? Well, yeah, now you're pressuring me. But, like, guys don't want to either. But it's like, they, they guys fall under the pressure of the this whole idea of the mm-hmm. feminine and the male thing. You know, but they have financial pressure. They have this pressure. It's like, there's so many pressures that they're under. And they, so it's like, they... don't want to have sex. Why do you don't have I mean? the same response that you're expecting? Like, I can literally say to you, I don't want to have sex. I'm not in the mood for sex. And no, so, and then that should be perfectly okay. And if like, a guy like, is not okay with it, then you need to cut him loose because he's trash. Cut him all the way loose. <laughs> but Ozzy, on a reel, <laughs> you, you're, you're, you're very, very, very well-known on Twitter. You have a huge following and you tweet every day and you tweet about things that we need to hear. I mean, I look to you as that person that gives the voice that I need. As in, people see me and think, oh, Leila has a voice. She stands up for this and that and blah, blah. It's like, no i really don't because i have my own fears but the only one person that i know that has let go of everything that they feel could possibly hinder them and given their all to a cause is ozzy atomi hmm. right i'm like of everything but yes you haven't let go of everything all, but even just the way the things you put out every day i don't think you even know what it does for the women in particular who follow you so how has how has that journey been for you because for me now And you may not see it this way, but I see you as like a teacher because you're teaching people on social media to unlearn and relearn. And that is one of the most important forms of teaching that anyone can give today. Uh, You know, like, I think I always underestimate, I think, like the impact, I guess, of what I'm doing. And I think it always gets reinforced when I get like an email or a message from a woman who says, you know, there's so many different times that, you know, maybe I've had like some, I was talking about something on social media and it went, you know, viral. All these silly blogs are like putting my stuff out there and all these people are calling me and my, my dad is like, my friend sends me something you said online and I'm like, oh shit. Yeah, he does that. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. I just, I mean, I just like, hey, I'm just like, hey, and he's like, there's one time he says he's like, as long as it doesn't affect my grandson, I was like, what the hell is nigga talking about? But yeah. But um, yeah, people send me stuff. Um, and you know, and you'd have these women write to me and they'd be like, you know, oh my God, you know, because of this, I went, you know, like Mm. the other day I wrote about, um, women who kind of end up doing like domestic labor in their offices too, because they just take on that like kind of mother role you know so they're planning office events and then they're handling food they're cleaning up after stuff you know and they're just doing it unconsciously or they don't realize that people are kind of leaving the work to the women and some girl wrote to me and she's like you know i know she said she's like oh i know you think like it's just like online bands she's like but it actually made me realize i was doing so much work in my office and i actually went to my boss and i talked to him and they doubled my salary and i was like that's amazing. Wow. You know, I mean, wow, I was like, that's wow, fantastic. Wow. You know, and I've gotten different messages like that before. You know, the time I talked about the, you know, people who stay home, like stay home moms, um, not kind of getting compensated, uh, you know, financially in a way that might be satisfactory to them where they have, you know, their own money to spend without having to ask their husband for everything because they are not working. Um, and, you know, some girl sent it to her husband and, you know, she said they, like, they sat down and they talked and they came up with, like, a financial plan for her. And I was like, you know, I, I just, I, that, I really like when I hear stuff like that because then, you know, obviously, because a lot of people obviously try to make you feel stupid, right, for 
you know, kind of being a loud mouth on Twitter. You know, people are like, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're always tweeting. You're always whatever. And then, of course, you'd have, like, probably my husband's friends Mm -hmm. sending him stuff like, why are you allowing your wife to be online saying all this shit? The audacity. (laughs) Yeah, you know what I mean? And I'm like, allowing. But, yeah. But um, when... So when I get these messages, I'm like, okay, I'm not kind of just wasting my time or like yelling in an abyss or like in an echo chamber, just hearing myself uh, speak. People are actually listening and people actually care, you know, and women actually want to hear this stuff. Like people tell me, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you all the time. And, you know, I don't even feel like I'm doing anything special or saying anything that isn't even kind of obvious, but I'm like, maybe it's obvious to me, you know, and maybe it's not so obvious to everybody else. And, you know, and I'm just... I guess I just appreciate that. I 100% feel you because I feel like what what you do is definitely something that's going to get the traction of that closeness of your husband, your immediate family members, etc. And that that just comes with living in the Nigerian environment. You yeah, know, like, I get in trouble all the time. As in my dad <laughs> often tells me that, oh, blah, 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 said that he saw my daughter or my son, and blah, 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 doing blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, yeah exactly. daddy, I did that. Yeah, daddy, that was me. And I think it just takes, I, t- I think it takes a certain level of being vocal to have that relationship with those closest to you to say, you know what, this is me. And what strikes me is that we know it's possible because we see an Aussie Atomi who is married and has a child and still able to do it. I mean, it's not like you're going through a freaking divorce, but the average Nigerian woman out there that has these views and wants to speak on these things cannot. Because they're probably the first thing is gonna be I'm gonna I'm gonna beat you. Unfortunately, that's possibly always the first thing I mean, for these men. Yeah, that is true. I mean, the thing about it is I don't I don't like to see it. Like I I always kind of get um worried when someone is like, you know, like maybe some people are attacking me on online after I've said something, and someone comes in and they're like, you know, well she's married, so you know, because of course they always say you're bitter, you're whatever, and I'm like. Marriage is not the, it's not the prize for, you know what I mean? It's not like, it's not the prize I won. Like, you know, like, I mean, where it's like, you know, yeah, I can do this. And, oh, look, but she's still married. I'm like, I could be single and I'll still do this shit. It doesn't have nothing to do with me being yeah, married or not, you know? And I'm like, so I don't ever want it to be like, you know, oh, yeah, do this and you can still get married. It's like, you don't have to get married. Who cares if you're, if you're married or not? Do it because you're, you want to be free. Do it because, you know, it makes you feel good. Do it because you're being yourself. And Absolutely. you just want to be, like, free from just all the expectations of being a woman. It has nothing, you know, to kind of do with, like, you know, well, oh, yeah, she has a kid and she's married. So that means, you know, you know the, she still has value, basically, right? That's, that's the message. Is like, she still was chosen by a guy, even though she's a vocal feminist and, you know, someone still chose her. So that means something. And that doesn't mean anything. I chose him, too. Nobody chose me. You know, so I'm like, I just, you know, this obsession people have with, you know, and this pressure that is put on women to be married. And, you know, and then you find you see a lot of this situation is is, is making a lot of people end up in things they don't want to be in. And, you know, I see I do I'd be like online looking at a wedding and I'm like, this guy is completely gay and he's marrying this girl. This girl is completely gay. I know her. She's Many marrying of them this in guy. Nigeria, by Do you the know? Way. And I'm like, people are, but people are under so much pressure because a, you're in an extremely homophobic society. You can't be free. Mm-hmm. Uh, two, you know, it's like, oh, you're 25, you're 26, you're 27. Oh, you're, oh my God, you're almost 30. You know, you should be married by now. You know, and then people right. are just like, you know what? I don't even know. I, I what I pray 
is that people are actually making these arrangements, right? So they can actually be free to do other Thank things that you. they want to do. I hope people aren't like deceiving people into kind of, you know, like pretending to be straight and then trapping people into being married and just putting people on this like roller coaster that they didn't ask to be on. But it's like we're also forcing people's hands with the homophobia and with the pressure of a marriage and the obsession and the you know women are nothing in society if they're not married or if they're not mothers and all this stuff like it's all interlinked and you know i just i just think that we're just causing so many problems mm. and but people don't care that's the thing and that's why i hate like the fake morality right because you act like it's because of certain values you know our moral values and our fiber our moral fiber in society moral but it's not all so people care about old. is what something looks like Thank and oh, and I and I said somebody said something the other day that was so true, and it said uh, Nigerian parents mm. actually have more peer pressure than their kids because they care what they you know they do it for their friends, what their what their family X, looks y, like. Yeah, say. what's somebody gonna say? And that's what their children are just like these like wow. you know doorstops that's right just now. like yeah, it's like you don't want your child to be free because you don't yeah. you're, you are under pressure. It's what your friend is going to say that your child is not a medical doctor, or your child you know is gay, or your child is you know wants to be on TV or whatever the yeah. case is. And it's like you are meant to be teaching us to be independent and be bold mm. and be whatever. But then you guys are all like living in these boxes where you're like so mm. pressured to raise these like model figures and stick figures that do whatever you want, which is crazy, crazy to me. You know, there's so much that I'm even going to tell you like around that off air that I'm just like, you know what? Nah, now I need to tell Ozzy this. No, I mean, well, I mean, last, last year on Twitter, uh, there was a time when someone created like an entire mm. fake account. Right. And they were accusing me. And so they claimed, they claimed wow. that they were my nanny, my ex nanny. And that my husband raped raped her, and I was there. Huh? And, you know, and you know, it was just like this whole entire crazy fake story. It was a completely fake account, no followers, just you know, some burner account yeah. that someone created. And you know, and it was just somebody who was obviously trying to uh, stare shit up because, like, when someone comes online and they're accusing someone or whatever it is, I'm defending all these women, mm. and you know, they're like, you know, well, this is how it feels when someone accuses someone of rape, and I'm like, no, it's not how it feels because you made up a story, and you know, it ended up that they even the person <laughs> was so lazy mm. that they copied and pasted a story from like an article on the internet. So once you Google that shit, it came up on like Pulse TV or something. It was like some fiction on Pulse TV, and you know, and I just thought to myself like for a few minutes or a few days or whatever i was like so what does this mean i'm like do i kind of become more quiet because now they think you know they have an angle to attack me with it's like okay you know what we can't attack her or whatever we say to her she doesn't seem to care but let's we can come out and say well her husband is a rapist or you know her brother or whatever whatever angle they wanted to do and i'm just with lucky proof? with no proof <laughs> but you know it's just kind of lucky honestly that they were that stupid and they had so many holes in their story yeah. and it didn't make any sense and thankfully mm. the person said they were my nanny because i've had only one nanny my entire life and all my right. everybody knows my nanny like anyone that knows me so they just knew it was mm. a fake story anyway um and you know the person couldn't say where I live the person couldn't say what my house looked like you know the person, the person didn't know anything it was just like a complete idiot that made a story but I was like if that person had done their homework and they came out and made that story sound believable what would you say because if you turn around and you're like oh no my husband wouldn't do that then it's like oh okay so now you're special right after you've you been know? online defending all these women and defending people that you don't know what you Thank know if you. it's true or not or whatever but now you're trying to defend because it's you, you know? If you don't know what consent is, why are you even having sex? <laughs> like, what? if you don't know consent, you cannot know sex. Exactly. <laughs> to be honest. But, Ozzy, let's cheers with the... Ro- 
Cheers. You know what I'm saying. The rest of our shots to this episode. And honestly, honestly, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Thank you, Layla, for having me. I really appreciate it. A lot of fun. Having you on this podcast. Talking shit is always a lot of fun for me. No, talking shit is a lot of fun (laughs) because the most people can do is hide behind their phones or their laptops and say shit to you that, quite frankly, they would never say to your face. So if you do have a problem with this episode then have a problem with it. We don't mind. (laughs) And if you don't have a problem with this episode, then give it a five star, follow, subscribe, and rate it, of course. (laughs) But Ozzy, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Don't forget to follow Ozzy on social media at O-Z-Z-Y-E-T-O-M-I, Ozzy Atomi, across all social media platforms. You do not want to miss out on everything she has to say because her views are the views that we need. Until next week, everyone, this has been the Broken Record Podcast, and I've had an amazing, amazing, amazing time, but don't go anywhere. Make sure you continue to follow us and watch our YouTube content. Of course, there's five minutes with Layla on this episode two. So we're about to get right into that, and I am going to get Ozzy drunk, or is Ozzy going to get me drunk this Friday night? God damn. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know which one, but either way, (laughs) we're about to take some shots, so stay with us. We're coming right back. Hey everyone, welcome to 5 Minutes with Layla. Of course, I have a very special guest here with me today, the one and only Ozzy Atomi. If you're on Twitter and you're a Twitter user and you do not know Ozzy, what are you doing? Right? My legacy, Twitter. I swear. (laughs) Your legacy (laughs) is Twitter, I swear. It's going to go down in our history book. (laughs) But yeah, honestly, Ozzy, I cannot wait to get into this with you. I have some very interesting questions for you. All general knowledge, by the way. But um, it's based around food and drink. Ooh. I love food. Do you love food? I do. I love alcohol. Do you love alcohol? I do. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get started. If you had Lafitte Rothschild on your dinner table, what would it be? Mm, a bottle of wine. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. That's so fucking bad. I literally just picked it up. <laughs> and spilled and half I spilled of it. Half well, of, of course it. I have it. This has to not make it What is sushi traditionally wrapped in? Seaweed. Jesus webs. Ugh. Ozzy is winning. I don't know how. May Queen with sea crab, fox whelps, and Lane's Prince Albert are all species of what? <laughs> I must remember this shit. Uh, apples. Wrong. Oranges. Down. Fine. Jokes, it's apples. (laughs) 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 Oh, God. Okay. Costing around $2,600 per pound and made only by order to Nick's child. What is the name of this chocolate truffle? I definitely don't know the answer to that. Ooh, you may have to take a shot. Oh, God. Ha-ha. <laughs> Are you ready for uh. this one? How many crocus flowers does it take to make a pound of saffron? 7,500. 7,500? 7, yes. No, 75,000. 75,000? <laughs> I don't know. I'm making stuff up, Are you man. sure? What's your final answer? 75,000. Fuck. 
Okay, I'm going to take the other half of your shot. <laughs> I feel like this thing is slowly making its way to you. I swear. What is the flavor of Cointreau? Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm bottoms up. The flavor is orange, by the way. Um, if you were to cut uh, a hair into pieces, marinate it in wine and juniper berries, juniper berries, sorry, then stew this slowly in a sealed container. What's this recipe going to be? Oh my God, all this bullshit. I don't <laughs> What the fuck is hair in wine and juniper berries? Dude, I don't know the answer. What is the, the answer? The answer is. In three, two, one. Jugged hair. <laughs> what is that? I don't even fucking know. Jugged hair. Apparently, it's a food. Ew. But why yo, would you even you know want what? to eat hair? Maybe, maybe people I went to boarding school with in East Sussex will know. If you if you ate jugged hair, <laughs> let me know. What, oh yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. Me and Ade only went to the same school. We have a spillage on the table, so we're kind of taking our time. Okay. What is the color of absinthe? Green. Wrong pink. No, that one I know. <laughs> I've drank that shit before, man. I ended up under the table. It's green. I will never drink it again. I think five minutes with Leila has even ended before five minutes. Please, you okay. fucked me up. <laughs> wow, we have genuinely finished all the shots we had on the table. Ozzy and I went through a couple questions on food and drink. And of course, of course, of course, I lost. I'm losing. Sorry. To too many of my guests, so I need to up my game. So I promise you that on the next episode or the next time we have five minutes with Layla, I am genuinely going to make sure that the questions I ask are ham enough to mess up any guests that I <laughs> or have. Or just cheese, you know, just I look swear. at the shit beforehand. I swear, but Fridays are your free day now. You know your, you know your mommy. I use it. Your weekends are your free. It's like your free time, it so is. you can drink more than I can. Oh Jesus Christ! I'm getting wet here. Not wedding. Oh, fuck. That's what, that's what she said. <laughs> Not wedding that way. <laughs> but alcohol is spilling down. But Ozzy, honestly, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Leila. I'm just thank really, really you. happy to be here. I'm really grateful for this. And I just love your voice. I love I'm your glad voice. That you are <laughs> I it. hope you start a podcast, actually. Maybe I, think I can, will. But the, the thing is, if you started a podcast on everything that you do and everything you stand for, that would definitely be an international podcast. That would be something that would go international immediately because more than just Nigeria wants to know your views, you know, more than just Africa will want to know your views. And I don't think you realize the power that you have. Well, thank you. Start to realize it. <laughs> <laughs> don't thank me. Start to realize it. <laughs> but honestly, um, <laughs> that brings us to the um, end of this episode of Five Minutes for Later and, of course, the end of the Broken Record podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media <laughs> at the Broken Record pod across all social media platforms. And, of course, you can follow Ozzy at Ozzy Atomi across all social media platforms, too. That is O-Z-Z-Y-E-T-O-M-I. Boom. Boom.